Are you an artist who's aspiring to get to the next level? If you want to know, you have to ask. So find out right here on Ask Simply Mary. And if you have a question for a resource about music or art, visit me at simplymarymusic.com. Today on Ask Simply Mary, what is your opinion of Charles Manson's music? How do I write a song with a ukulele without all my lyrics sounding unfamiliar and not right when sung out loud? And if you're a songwriter, what is your main objective in writing songs? All that today on Ask Simply Mary, right here on Anchor FM. Hey everybody, thank you so much for tuning back in to Ask Simply Mary right here on Anchor FM. And today we have a sort of crazy question because um, I think it was only like this year or last year that I actually learned that Charles Manson made music. So, you know, at the time that I had learned that, I just kind of let it slide by. I didn't go investigate it or anything. Um, And so I was scrolling through my Quora feed And this question came up from Ray Galindo, and it is, what is your opinion of Charles Manson's music? Now, I don't know how it ended up, but I clicked and I read Ray's profile thing, and he really likes to hear answers. So you know what? I thought I am really going to dive into this um, for the time being to kind of see what is it about Charles Manson? Because I did start to wonder at that point. So Ray, I took time um, to look at his lyrics and listen to his stuff and I just like am having a hard time wrapping my head around everything honestly because he really is a talented man and I mean listen to this if it'll play for you here I'm using my phone believe this like seriously um this really is charles manson and i'll tell you um i listened to a couple of his songs and some of them let me see here i jotted it down here um (laughs) he sounds like dean martin to me in some of the songs so like invisible tears that one is the song to listen to, to really be surprised if you want to hear something that Charles Manson can do that you would never ever think was possible. But uh, don't mind the ad playing here. I'm going to skip it. So you're going to hear it with me for five seconds. But seriously. Okay, like seriously? (laughs) So, at that point, Ray, I was like, you gotta be kidding me, this is is crazy. So I started reading his lyrics, and I'll tell you what, I'm not gonna go through his lyrics and everything as well, only because I'm not quite sure what I'm allowed to do in that sense, Um, even as far as playing his songs. I think you can only have like 15 seconds of audio or something before it's copyright infringement and I don't want to do that but 
What I want people to do is realize, wow, this guy really did have talent. Um, but what I noticed about his lyrics are like, he is a songwriter that I would consider Americana. Um, he does not have any other structure to a song other than I'm going to tell you a story from start to finish. And so I think it would be really difficult for artists today to redo one of his songs because he does not have that kind of constant structure about him. And then when he plays, sometimes I'm hearing like, wow, this is way out of sorts and he must have been on something. But then other times, like Invisible Tears, I'm hearing this Dean Martin coming out of this guy. Like, I don't know. He he has a lot of soul, a lot of experience, a lot of opinions to give away. Um, I've heard rumor that a song was stolen from them, but I don't want to bring up from who because I don't know if that's legit. Um, it's not cool if it is legit. And I think if it was stolen, that those people need to like, you know give the guy credit because honestly you know regardless of what we know about Charles Manson and what he's done and headed and how he's you know manipulated people to do things and terrible terrible things all that aside is how I'm kind of looking at his music here so this this was the craziest question the craziest question I think I've ever gotten excuse me for that I don't want to edit this part again, so I'm just going to leave that in there for you to enjoy. Uh, <laughs> but this is our Charles Manson segment, and I'll tell you, um, seriously, people, look up his lyrics, read them. He does have meaning behind what he's saying, and it sounds like at times he's had a lot of pain, um, some psychological issues and whatnot, <laughs> but surprisingly... I deem him a good artist. Not a great artist, but a good one. I mean, he has skill. And I, I think if someone would have picked him up and honed in on that and worked with him, that number one, everything terrible that happened probably wouldn't have um, because he would have been onto something better and bigger. Um, but I think that the loneliness and the boredom got to him, and that's how things went but I wish he would have turned to his music and stayed with it because he did have talent so Ray Ray Galindo there's your answer from me honestly uh thank you for asking because you opened up a little world and <laughs> home is where you're happy that song is crazy cool and I suggest that anyone who can take a few minutes out just to listen to it it's, it's a really cool little ditty, and it's short, so it won't take up way too much of your time. But it's called Home is Where You're Happy by Charles Manson, and that happens to be my favorite one of Charles's songs. So, <laughs> Ray, there's your answer. Thanks so much for asking me. And next, we're going to talk about, uh, this is for Jim Milton from Cora. He wrote, How do I write a song with a ukulele without all my lyrics sounding unfamiliar and not right when sung out loud? And I think I kind of get what he's saying because sometimes you can write a song on a piano and it will sound different on a guitar. You can write a song on a guitar, it's going to sound different on a ukulele. So the instrumentation is important when you're writing, but we're going to work with that. I'm going to drag out the ukulele and we're going to mess around and see 
what the problem might be. So uh, for you, Jim Milton, we'll be right back. And thank you, Ray Galindo, for your question about Charles Manson. That was so super fun to do. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning back into Ask Simply Mary right here on Anchor FM. And I have a question from Jim Milton that is sitting on my Cora feed that I need to get to here. And it is, how do I write a song with a ukulele without all my lyrics sounding unfamiliar and not right when sung out loud? Okay, so here we go. Jim, uh, you can refer to my last podcast for the method that I use for writing songs, like how to put one together. If if you need that info, um, if you're interested. Basically, it's just a little touching on structure. Um, I know one big mistake I made early on as a songwriter was structure and timing. Those two things I did not pay enough attention to. Uh, So I want to stress that to you, that if you are not paying attention to structure and timing, it is important not only for you as a songwriter, but if in the future you're thinking about bringing people into your projects or expecting artists and musicians to be able to play along with your material, structure and timing are going to be really, really important. So I highly recommend you study that and get used to playing to a metronome for now and let that be your drum. And so when you're picking up your ukulele, you're going to have your metronome going. And that's going to help give you that rhythm, that rhythmic pattern that you're looking for for your song. Whatever the timing may be and however the feel of the song is, I know that metronome can be very distracting at times and it can sometimes take away from it, but try your hardest to adjust. Uh, They do make digital metronomes you can download on your phone and those you can adjust to make that percussive sound. Um, And so it'll actually liven up the uke for you and it'll give you your timing. So you're going to be doing two things at one time. Um, Sometimes I notice when writing that if I don't have a percussive thing going on, that it can be more difficult to add the lyrics and the melody. Uh, So if, with that being said, if you know structure and timing and you're, you're practicing that and it's put into practice within your piece already and you're still having trouble, then we're gonna move next to looking at the lyrical composition and the arrangement of the lyrics because sometimes it's just a matter of moving a word here and there. It could be that you need to rephrase a word or um, maybe replace three words with one word if you can do it. Uh, So you will have to do a little bit of researching once you get your general rough draft down. And I find that myself. I'll get my rough draft down and have my general idea for versus chorus bridge. I might not even be that far yet, but when I start to get into writing my second verse, that's where, you know, all that structure and things comes back for me, too, as the songwriter. It helps me stay on track. So maybe it's just a matter of lining things up side by side for the verses to make sure that the structure is there within the verse, because it's not even the whole complete song structure, but even your verse is structured a certain way. So you just need to make that fit in there. Um, And that would be with your melody and timing and things. So now if you're really still having trouble, um, it could just be the way you're strumming a song. 
because you know like here's my ukulele I got for Christmas and I'm not I'm not a uke player by any means but you know if I go I can't even do it because the way I'm standing, I can't hold this right. Um, but you know, if I'm plucking, that's different than strumming. So, um, and maybe you want to pick, which would be like plucking. You can let it ring. So here's where you're saying to yourself, all right, I can pluck it, pick it, I can strum it, I can single note material it all day long on a ukulele, and, well, you could probably, but not me. Um, <laughs> I am literally just learning how to play it. Now, um, same holds true for your guitar, but now you have two extra strings, so if I'm going to, you know, play that G chord on my guitar that I'm trying to squeeze here uh, then so I have that going and I can let it ring or I can and you can use your fingers and your hands on your guitar as percussion and stuff so there's lots of ways you can dress up what you're doing with a stringed instrument that way now if you're using a piano or a keyboard oops sorry there buddy uh, then you may use sustain more or less you may play staccato or something to make your words fit better um, but I, I know a lot of times when I have trouble making words fit it just it basically comes down to making enough syllables more or less um, to get in there. So, um, with that being said, I, I don't know if I went in the right direction for your question. And that's why I touched on so many things there because I'm not quite sure where the trouble is. I mean, if I would hear you doing it, I'd probably understand right away because we all go through processes when we write. So understand that too. Everyone that writes does it differently and so whatever's going to work for you may not work for another artist because you know how we artists are I mean so everything that you do with your work is going to become unique to you just as a player plays uniquely your writing habits become unique to you as well and so I think that once you hone in on more of your skill, it's going to become easier and easier the more that you do. So uh, if you have any ability to use another instrument, then I suggest to do that. Uh, if you can play along with a metronome and use that percussion as, as a, a percussive um, accompaniment for you to get more feeling then I highly recommend using a metronome you can download apps and get all different sounds uh, if you're using software and you're messing around recording you can add loops and tracks you know to give you different feeling in all different varieties of ways to find what's going to work for you uh, you can use reverb and things like that that can actually open up that little sound of a ukulele so um, maybe there's a type of plugin or something that you could use. Uh, I know that they make um, electric, they're called woodies, okay. <laughs> 
don't even know how to explain this thing. It's a pickup. So if they make a pickup for a ukulele, you should be able to run that through a pedal and put some reverb on there or some kind of effect. And maybe that'll give you that extra little bit to your sound to give you what you're looking for. Um, that's just a crazy idea I threw out there out of nowhere. I have no idea where it came from, but I, I know we use them with the guitar. And if we needed to do something strange like that, why not give it a try? Open your mind and don't be afraid to try anything because you could create something really awesome but you'll never do that if you don't try. So take the piece that you're working on and if you need to let it breathe because you've been on it too long, give it a day or so and then come back to it with a fresh mind and just hone in on one part of that song and do it all different ways and something's gonna click. I, I hope, I hope. But if this did not answer your question the way you anticipated it to go, please write back to me on Cora and let me know. Uh, I would love to hear if this is helping you or if you want me to elaborate any more on anything. And uh, I, I am going to wrap it up next with Mary Scott's question. If you're a songwriter, what is your main objective in writing songs? So Jim Milton, I thank you so much for your question about the ukulele and songwriting. And Mary, I'll be right back with your question right here on Anchor FM. Thank you so much for tuning back into Ask Simply Mary. We are on the final part of the podcast today, and this question comes from Cora from Mary Scott. Mary Scott writes, If you're a songwriter, what is your main objective in writing songs? Now, if you're a songwriter, and I'm going to guess that Mary Scott is a songwriter, I think that she can also relate to the first song that you write. Uh, when, when I first started writing songs, it took me many years to get to that level, let me tell you. I was just a little girl when I first wanted to write a song, but to actually sit down and do it, I was in my 30s. So that's the kind of spread. But the whole time between was growth because I was learning instruments and singing and all kinds of things, you know. So um, when I actually first wrote a song... My objective was to make someone acknowledge that I wrote the song and tell me it was good. And you know what I'm saying, right? Um, because you want to do something that feels good. So that's in the beginning. But, you know, as my songwriting progressed and as I got better at doing it or felt more comfortable, uh, then my objectives became different. Now all of a sudden, I'm writing because I want to tell a story. I want to take a song and tell a story about love, or I want to tell a story about dancing, or whatever. And so my songs took a turn into story-type songs. But then we came to another, uh, <laughs> what do I want to say, a stage of, of what the objective was going to be in my songwriting. Because then a serious situation hit my life. It was domestic violence, and that's where my album came from. It was because the objective in my songwriting was to get across that things can start out beautifully and terribly, but start over again beautifully. And so 
My objective was to rise people from the ashes of domestic violence. So then it became, you know, in that sense, when people are writing, they're writing for social movements or causes or, you know, they have something, a message that they really want to get across. Okay, so then there's songwriting, you know, where I've even turned into this this section, too. Um, an objective that I had was to try to make, um, <laughs> what do I want to say, frequency music. Um, because I wanted my music to be healing and and do more than good. So I wanted to start writing positive songs, but with frequency healing energies. And so that's a whole different ball game too. But um, I'll tell you what, this is an interesting question for me because at the end of the day, I sent my CD home to my mom, and she hated it. And she's going to kill me if she ever knew that I talked about this um, for the whole world to hear. But uh, she hated it. She hated it because of many reasons. And the lyrics is it. <laughs> I said things I probably shouldn't have said. I used my music in a way that I probably should not have used my gift. And, you know, when you start thinking beyond that, now it's changing for me because before the album, it was my objective was to reach the audience and and be on the same level as them and find this, um, what do I want to say, common ground that I'm on with them. Um, and so all my objectives were focused on my audience that I wanted to reach and why I wanted to reach them. But none of my objective was focused on the way I was putting that out there. Okay, so, and I noticed a lot of artists do this. They really have a great message, but the way they're putting it out there is damaging to that message because it can be mistaken or portrayed wrong. If it's worded wrong, oh my Lord, you know how people are. People have something to say about everything. So um, when I listen back to the music or when I try to play it again, there's some songs I don't even want to play ever again as long as I live. Then there's songs that are like, you know, I should do this a little more differently with more feeling. And I'm going to change this word when I perform it because it doesn't belong in there, you know, <laughs> something like that. But anyway, moving past the album, my objective is different now. My objective wants to be a little bit of a mesh of all of that together. Um, I want positive music. I want positive messages. I want positive fans. I want happy people. I want to create positivity. I want to emit happiness. I want to relate in ways that can take someone out of despair, not put them in it. Um, teach women to respect their body instead of showing it off to the world, you know, um, that looks aren't everything. All these social things that need to be touched on need to be touched on the right way, you know, and, and I need to keep it modest. So, you know, now my objectives are different. The whole positivity thing is important for me. My faith has touched my music in ways, and whether or not someone agrees with that, I can't let that stop me from sharing it. So, you know, people just make up their minds if they want to listen to something or not. But, you know, Mary, everyone has objectives um, in their writing, and I'm sure you do as well. But I think that we all take those journeys 
through different time periods of our writing, and we have a different objective every time. I mean, you have that common goal where you want to make something good where people are going to enjoy it. That's pretty much why artists do what they do, you know. But during the course of all your learning and growing, you have different objectives at times. And sometimes that can be damaging to your work. I know for me, you know, there are some songs, maybe I should just take them down. I don't even want them out there, but but they're there. And, you know, the the mail that I do get from people that are listening to it, especially on N1M, number one music.com, uh, they, they write to me and they are they are relating and they're happy about it and they love it you know but sometimes I feel like I hope I'm not making anyone relate in this super negative way because I know how low I was at that time and so I want to be more careful now now the objective isn't to spread the gloom (laughs) it's you know it's positive outcomes positive energy happy things need to be put out into the universe I strongly believe that right now Um, and that's why I'm doing the podcast too it's it's you know the objective for the podcast has changed as it's been growing so you know that's just the thing I think we all change and grow with the times but I really am trying to keep it keep everything on a positive note because there's just too much sadness and wrong in the world right now and I just want to stay away from it so uh not running and hiding but trying to emit something something better out there so Mary I thank you so much for your question and I'm here on Anchor FM I'm on Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Spotify is my favorite channel to be on right now Um, other than Anchor FM of course (laughs) which this is sponsored by Anchor FM and whoever you're hearing playing in my sponsorship ads at the time Uh, so I ask you to please support this podcast if it's helping you out if you're enjoying listening to things then you can support me right on my podcast page on Anchor. You can visit my website at simplymarymusic.com and you can ask me your own question via email or you can find my Quora page through there and that will get you to where you need to be to ask. And I am willing to answer any questions you have. This episode has been about music, but next episode is going to be about life questions. So I hope you enjoyed today's show and I will catch you next time right here on Anchor FM.